Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more. Investing during the time of coronavirus can be tricky. It's tricky. Right? I'm not going to do any rap music for you today. My voice isn't quite there yet, but later we'll talk personal finance, economy, business, and much, much more coronavirus hospital bills. If you do happen to get sick and check yourself in, it could top $20,000 when factoring in all of the out of pocket costs. Do you have that? For more than 44 million student loan borrowers, $1.5 trillion in outstanding student debt. Nah, it was just a while ago when we were at $1 trillion. Congress is offering up relief on top of what the White House and the Education Department have already announced, talking about ways for borrowers to benefit during the stimulus bill. There's a lot of information on this. NewFocusFinancial.com is putting together as many downloadables as we can to help you understand your rights and your responsibilities and what is coming to you. Congress has passed the most expensive measure in American history, and you need to kind of understand what's in it for you. Borrowers with federally owned student debt don't have to pay them through September 30th. Interest is also suspended until September 30th. If you're in a forgiveness program, your suspended payments for these months will still count. Credit reporting agencies will suspend payments as regularly scheduled payments. That's what they'll look like to them. Um, If your employer pays your student loans, they can do it tax-free up until January 1, 2021 for up to $5,250 annually. Um, And all federal students get a 0% interest rate for at least 60 days starting March 13th. Thus, that's potentially forbearance-free, penalty-free forbearance, if you ask your servicer. I know you got a lot of time on your hands. You're choosing between your Amazon Prime and your Netflix and your Hulus and whatever free services. Amazon, uh, Apple, for instance, is offering a free uh, week or month of epics, but you have to do it through the Amazon Apple TV app. And like that's easy enough to do. Comcast is saying, hey, if you want to watch some of our content, feel free. We're making it free because we care about you. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. But there's more free services now than there have been in a long time. And uh, just in time, right? Speaking of Amazon, if you're choosing between Amazon Prime and Netflix and Hulu and uh, Comcast, and Comcast is making such powerful stations as Aspire, Brown Sugar, Canal, Coca-Cola, Arcia Novellas, Revolt, TV One, and Vivendo Movies. Now, Thanks, Comcast. I've never heard of one of those networks. Thanks for making it free. But we'll go with it, right? So back to Amazon real quick. Amazon, as we're dealing with COVID, as we're talking about it, 
you know, today we're dealing with a market that had a huge day yesterday, a huge open today. As bad news is is thrown out there, worst week ever for deaths in the United States tied towards a infectious disease, worst disease ever. Like as the numbers get worse and worse, that becomes a good news for the market. It's demon known versus demon unknown. When we thought one person was going to die, we're like whistling through the graveyard. When we thought it was 10, 100, 1,000. Now that the numbers are getting much bigger and much more real, we're able to get past it. Amazon's in the news, and I don't know how well we would do if the farmers suddenly had a massive breakout of coronavirus or pig virus or anything else that could possibly hit them. But I can tell you, Amazon is pretty essential right now, and their warehouse workers have never, ever, ever been looked at as like, ooh, that looks like a fun job. But Amazon's feeling the heat right now because of the work conditions. They're ignoring external pleas for better health care, better health care equipment, uh, safer environment. Uh, Amazon warehouses are becoming more ubiquitous in our lives. Millions of Americans are finding themselves stuck at home and needing Amazon to deliver. So Amazon's getting a big focus right now. They're not that far from their 52-week highs. Some people think COVID is a disease that Amazon is going to benefit from and that our government is going to subsidize companies like Amazon by telling us to stay at home and don't go to stores. Interesting, right? Um, so what is essential? What's not essential? I can't get anything delivered from Amazon right now. Everything I'm, I'm trying to get, it's four to six weeks. I'm like, socks, four to six weeks. Uh, that's where I'm at with that. How about, um, and again, what's interesting is we now look at Amazon workers and delivery people as frontline. We're, we're adopting this, this war analogy. And we're, we're like, oh, Home Depot and Lowe's. It's essential that we have lawn care. Yes, it is. And we need bark and we need mulch and we need people working at Home Depot and Lowe's because it's the spring selling season. Now, employees are happy for the hours in a lot of times, but they're also saying, you know, we could use, we have some frustrations with us being on the front line. Two Walmart employees have died dun, 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 from coronavirus. And families are filing a wrongful death lawsuit against the retailer. This is brutal. This is just brutal. Gap is asking vendors, do you want to hear how real this is? Because you're, you're probably going, well, I'll be back in a month or so. Gap is asking their vendors to stop shipping summer product unless it's for e-commerce. And stop shipping any product for fall. Hold on. Stop the presses. Now, Gap isn't the end-all, be-all of retailers. They're not like everyone wears Gap. We all wear the Gap uniform. At one point in time, they were bigger than they are now, for sure. But for them to say, stop sending us product unless you're sending it to our e-commerce warehouse, we don't want it for stores. Okay, now that's typically seasonal. You know, you, you get summer clothes during the spring. You get spring clothes during the tail end of winter. But for them to say no summer product to our stores, what is that telling you? The email stated that Gap's online sales simply cannot make up for having our stores closed, and it had to make adjustments to its supply chain accordingly. I like that story. They don't want product for fall, either e-commerce or 
in store. Now that could change pretty quick. Maybe they have too much sitting in the shelves right now, just sitting there getting dusty. But there's more to that story. But that's pretty damning, telling you. If you think things are going to get back to the good old fashion week ways that we were once in, ah, Wayfair is in the news for the second time today. I talked about Wayfair earlier in the show and how they had a bad quarter. And they lowered their guidance. Then they got hit with COVID. Then they came out and said, our guidance, we feel pretty good with this quarter. Neither good or bad. They're online. But today they're saying, or not today, yesterday they're saying their gross revenue growth doubled as more customers are buying furniture for their work-from-home setups. Isn't that interesting? Webcam sales are jumping. Microphone sales are jumping. In February and January, Wayfair's gross revenue grew by just under 20% and was on track to report similar growth in March before sales spiked as people are setting up home offices, especially people who are getting on conference calls. You don't have to wear pants. You don't invest in pants. Invest in shirts and ties. Don't, But invest in furniture and fake studios. Interesting, no? We. Oui. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com or newfocusfinancial.com. I'm here for you. Bring the questions. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So I'm hoping that we come out of this coronavirus epidemic slowdown with a lot of new understanding for how great our hospital workers are. Um, every time I go to the doctor, I'm always like, yes, sir, no, sir. I have a deep respect for anyone taking my blood pressure, anyone helping me out. And I, I hope we come up with a national holiday for healthcare workers. We need another day off, and we need to honor them just as much as we need to honor our vets. Um, I hope I'm not offending anyone when I say that, but there is not a there's not a lot of you know money in being a nurse and helping your sick mother or your sick father put a ventilating tube down your throat, which you need to be sedated on. And no one wakes up from that happy. <laughs> no one comes out and goes, I have a tube in my throat. This feels great. First instinct is to rip it out. So they're dealing with a lot right now. Be cool with them if you can. Howard Schultz is sending checks to Seattle workers. Spain is experimenting with universal income. Do you remember in the good old days when we talk about universal income as like maybe a something we'll consider when we're electing our next president? The Democrats marched out 20 candidates, and some of them were talking about universal income. Now we're talking about it because people can't go outside. Back then we were talking about it because people couldn't keep up with the economy and the demands for higher education. Give them cash. Maybe they won't turn into criminals. Maybe they won't turn into needing more money. Maybe they'll just say, we're good with this. Universal income never sounds like a good idea to me, but I'll be honest with you. I'm not a sociologist. I'm not one of those people who has a degree in you know, sociology that could say, looking at this, this should work. I don't know. Government assistance, unfortunately, is going to be weeks away. So people like Howard Schultz are saying, we're going to get some money to the areas like Seattle, King County, Washington, and we're going to do it fast. The Schultz Foundation, um, also known as the Plate Fund, 
delivered one-time cash payments of $500 to restaurant staff within 48 hours. The Plate Fund received 1,700 applications with $850,000 in cash payments already on the way to needy workers. Charles Schultz obviously has made millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And I think some of our corporations' responses during this time, I'm liking what I'm seeing, the way they step up. I'm not going to highlight it. I don't like the fact that Apple says things like, oh, we're going to make a million face shields or whatever the number is. I don't need that kind of press release. I want you making phones. I know that in times like this, it's up to every company to pitch in. But I don't want the press release just for the press release. I get it. I get it. You're helping out. But my news cycle is a little bit different than what is actually happening or the the news cycle in my head. We got a $2 trillion emergency stimulus package, the CARES Act. A lot of information about that that you need to digest. You can go to newfocusfinancial.com. It's going to be one of our downloads there shortly, if it's not already there by the end of the day. Um, How you should get yours. We are now talking confirmed U.S. corona case, coronavirus cases in the United States. It's kind of like we're close to the peak. If we're not at the peak, we may be wrong on that, but we're talking about it that we're close to the peak. We're starting to reward companies like AT&T for saying, we're not going to cut our dividend, and financially, we got some good cash flow. We're starting to reward companies like ExxonMobil for slashing their CapEx budget but keeping their dividend. We're getting a little bit more visibility on what these companies are going to look like in three months, six months, nine months, 12 months. Still dealing with really cheap oil and production cuts and what it's going to mean for OPEC to work together. They kind of want the United States, Canada, and Brazil to go away. I think that's the dream of Saudi Arabia and Russia is if we can lower oil to such a point that it breaks the back, they'll shut down operations and we'll have all the pumping that we want. I don't know. A lot going on. Comcast has made additional programming available for free. I'm gaining weight. I hate saying it, but I think I'm gaining weight. Maybe like two or three pounds right now, but this too needs to come to an end. An insider at Carnival Cruise Lines has disclosed a purchase of 1.2 million shares. Putting his money where his mouth is, buying $10 million of the stock. Um, he said he was going to purchase it for $8, and the stock didn't hit $8. And thus, he's going to have to change his plans. But that's how publicly traded companies work, is that insiders need to say, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. A lot going on with that concept, huh? Like insider putting his money where his mouth is, but insider not be able to do it. Or insider putting the price target way below where it currently is at $12.34. He wants to buy it at 8 Hold on. I know a little bit of high school math. That sounds like 50% correction from here, right? I'd like to buy all stocks at 50% off from where they currently are. I'd also like a gold toilet. Just throwing it out there if anyone has one. How great would it be if someone bequeathed me a gold toilet? Slightly used, not clean. I'd take it. I'd take it for the right to say I've got a gold toilet. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. A lot of people are looking at insider selling and insider buying. And you do it through SEC filings. So you can go to sec.gov, punch in a ticker symbol of a company that you know and like, and you'll see real-time information on what's happening. If there's anything to do with public information. 
So AT&T has gone out of their way, poised for a strong start of the day because of what they set up yesterday. Being a couple hours into trading, the market's opened strong. AT&T and ExxonMobil, big blue chip companies, by basically saying this is where we are with our dividend and this is where we are in our business, kind of gave us some, some visibility. You know, some companies that have suspended their dividends that I want to stay away from, Boeing, Ford, Carnival, Delta. I want companies to say, I've got enough cash that I can share it with you. Not, I don't have enough cash to share. In fact, if things get worse, I may need to raise cash. A lot going on in these markets. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, newfocusfinancial.com. We have all sorts of great content there. Good time to be educated. Good time to have a plan, both on the up and down markets. Are you selling into up markets? Maybe you should a little bit. Are you buying into up markets? Maybe you should a little bit. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Denny's provided a corporate update regarding COVID-19. Denny's, the place you go for pancakes, when you're 20 years old and it's 2 o'clock in the morning, you kind of want to extend the night with your buddies, your friends, your lady, whoever it may be, they're saying sales are going to be down about 6% compared to the first quarter of 2019. Again, not a totally fair comparison. How much of this was pre-COVID? How much of it was post-COVID? You got to like dig for the details. If a blind pig could find a truffle, you too could find some details on stocks you own or investment ideas. Like one investment idea is, and I hate, like history repeats itself. And it, sometimes it becomes cliche. Luckin Coffee was, Lukin Coffee was a, the Chinese Starbucks. And they, they were focused a little more on tea. They knew the market better. The, the story was, you know, a Chinese company in China. Uh, better than an American company in China. It, it, the stock went boom, 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 marched higher, right? Coffee's not going away. It's kind of recession-proof. You know, you're not supposed to go to a grocery store right now, but tell, tell me if your spouse doesn't go, go get me coffee, we're out of coffee, if you're not going to go into a coffee store, into a Safeway. So Luckin is, it's spelled L-U-C-K-I-N. And a lot of people are dropping the L and putting in a curse word. But we're learning, okay, I'm not going to invest in companies that are pure Chinese in pure Chinese markets because I can't actually go to China every day. I can't actually see if their stores are busy. There was a guy who, way back when, I just got into this industry. Um, he took over a company called Sunbeam. And Sunbeam had this crazy thing of they made appliances. His name was Al Dunlop, and he was considered he was called Chainsaw Al. And strangely, he reminds me of the current president. He was fired in 1998 from the top post at Sunbeam. He would run analyst calls that feel a lot like the current COVID calls. 
that President Trump's running, where it gets incredibly contentious between president and reporter. Whether right or wrong, I don't really care. But Al Dunlop, I would listen to conference calls, and it was fantastic because they made toaster ovens and crock pots and stuff like that. And for some reason, their revenues kept going up. And yet their inventories kept going up. And what was happening was the company was sending toasters and crockpots to a warehouse and counting it in as sales. And financial reporters can, you know, there's something in financials that always smells kind of bad. And they would raise their hand during the conference calls and say, so, Al, good quarter, good quarter. I see that uh, the day sales outstanding, that people haven't really paid you in the last 90 days. And it's gone from 85 days to 90 days in the last quarter. In the last year, it's gone from 70 days to 90 days. That that feels like, um, what's up with that? And he'd go, you don't know anything about business plans. Shut up. And he's yelling at a certified financial analyst to shut up. He was insane, the amount of rants that he would go on. Um, He got to the point where he hung himself, not literally, but as a figure of speech. The board of directors couldn't take his crap anymore. They couldn't take covering for him anymore. And he was the fall guy of his own company's scam or scheme. And like Wells Fargo, you've seen them. Like they did that, that, okay, you want to come in and bank? Well, we're going to send you a credit card, even though you didn't ask for it, but we're going to say you asked for it. There's some bad faith out there at times that has to result in a CEO getting kicked out and, and crushed. When Dunlop arrived in Sunbeam in July 1996, he slashed costs. He obliterated bloat by axing nearly half the company's 12,000 employees. He did another round of no-holds-barred downsizing. He wasn't well-liked. And then to try to show that he not only turned around the company, but he had it thriving was kind of bogus. He couldn't get to the company turnaround. He could fire people. He 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 wrote a book called Mean Business. I remember that now. And I used to have it on my bookshelf because I used to giggle. Because when he went down, he went down crying. He literally started crying like a baby on a conference call where he got called out finally. He was famous for going into a company and firing people. He wasn't famous for going into a company and um, reinvigorating sales. He has passed on, but he does teach us that lesson right now that we need to be very sensitive of, that fraud does exist out there. And whether it's something like Luckin Coffee, do you really need a Chinese Starbucks in your portfolio? Did you like get to the age of 40 and you've never been to Paris and you're like, you know what I really need in my life? You've never been in love. You've never – what I really need in my life is life is Luckin Coffee. Trust me, I'm, I'm fascinated by these stories too. I want the next Microsoft or the next Intel. Do you know who the next Microsoft is? Probably Microsoft. Back in 1996, there was an article in Business Week. The headline was the next Microsoft. And they, they identified six companies. And one of them was a company that I was investing in called CyberCash. Now, CyberCash made in 1996. Go look this up. It's a fascinating story. And you can look up Business Week, CyberCash, the death of Microsoft, or the next Microsoft. And you'll see, you may be able to find an online version of the article. But CyberCash was a company that made digital coins. 
Does this sound familiar? This was 1996, and we're talking about everything becoming a digital wallet. So when you're surfing the brand new internet on Netscape, what was Netscape's browser called? (laughs) Like, do you remember these things? Did they have different versions of different browsers? Um, Stocks used to move on press releases on new versions of software. Netscape had what was called Navigator. And Firefox and Internet Explorer and, you know, all these, are they built into the system or not? But I I hope you miss those days. But anyway, CyberCache was called the next Microsoft, and it came public. And it traded way higher. And then it crashed because it was able to grow revenue. It wasn't able to grow earnings. And you can probably think of a digital wallet story that held your cash. You know, instead of going to a bank and depositing a check and waiting three days for it to clear, this was like instant gratification. Flash forward 20 years, 23 years, and you've got things like Venmo and PayPal, but you also have things like Bitcoin. So the company was in the right place at the, at the wrong time, and they brought the attention. They got the financial media companies calling them the next Microsoft. Too soon. And then they gave Microsoft time to be the next Microsoft and say, you know, we could do digital currencies. Stephanie Grisham out as White House press secretary. She will become Melania Trump's chief of staff. Didn't that already happen? Didn't she jump from chief of staff to, yeah, I think she did. More Americans are worrying about losing wages and covering costs. I hear that. And if you haven't talked to your employees, don't talk to them via email about changes coming or might be coming. And if you haven't talked to your email, your employees, talk to them soon because they may be thinking, am I okay? Like, when do the job cuts hit ring for me? When does the bell toll for whom the bell tolls? Voters in six 2020 election battleground states are most worried about getting the coronavirus. Concerns about losing wages and covering costs are increasing. We were woefully unprepared for a pandemic on the healthcare front. And bless the nurses and the doctors and the firefighters and the police officers for doing the work that they're doing. And everyone else. I'll even go as far as to say, at some point in time, I want to hug the people at Safeway for going in and stocking the shelves. I'm not there yet, but at some point I do. But we weren't prepared for an emergency situation, a cash flow situation. Two months ago, I do stories about Americans are woefully unprepared and they don't have an emergency fund. Now we found out what we need it for. The COVID-19 outbreak has ripped through the United States, infecting over 368,000 people. 84% of respondents to a survey done in April say that they've got 84% say they've got serious concerns about themselves or a family member getting sick, up from 51% in March. 82% said they were more worried about their family's health and safety than their family's financial situation. Watch a little Fox News yesterday because I like watching both sides, MSNBC, CNN, and Fox. And it was interesting because the the host was uh, you know signing off with a sure a lot of old people are dying sure, and that's horrible. But there it's very few. It's a very small percentage, and the number percentage of people you know who are small business owners, he's like it's it's through the roof. It's crazy how much hurt they're going through. I'm not taking away from pain of the old people. But and then there you see like studies that Corona is hitting children like three and four years old. So it's not let's not pick on old people. But the commentator made a case of 
the physical pain that businesses are going through and, and employees are going through is greater than the physical pain of seniors dying. Like we are in that area of how we are discussing this. And I will say, I like them both. We got to worry about our health, but we also got to worry about our financial health. You can't put one or the other off. They work in tandem over the long term. 35% of respondents say the U.S. economy is in good or excellent shape. This was 40 days ago. We were the hottest economy in the world ever. And now it's we're worried about it. And that shuts down economies. Worry more so than reality. Little killers taking us a break. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Yeah, I know you gotta help me out. Little killers goes a long way in times like this. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. So this is a band called AJR. It's three kids, because they're all under 30. Brothers from New York. That's called a bridge to do your thing that goes like this. They were very smart musicians, in my opinion. They've got a new song coming out later this morning. I know that because Instagram. Do you have any good recommendations for me? I think if you were to listen to AJR's Neo Theater three times, you'd be like, that's a catchy pop band. They're not writing music that's going to change the world, but it's cute. One of the best ways I ever got advice was I was open to it. When I was in college, I read, you know, basically a major novel a week for, I went through a hundred greatest novels. I think I finished 96 out of a hundred on the list that year. And a lot of what I would do after that is I would ask, I waited tables, I delivered pizzas. I did all sorts of things to make ends meet during college. I didn't have parents doing anything. I got scholarships fine, but you still needed money for pizza and beer and stuff like that, right? So for me, um, I would ask people, like, what's your favorite novel? And, like, the best piece of advice I ever got was listening to other people that I thought were, like, really smart or snarky or they had something going on, right? So there was a waiter named Joe, and he said, hey, it's the Depth Third Trilogy by Robertson Davies. I'm like, wait, wait. I said, what's your well, – give me one. And he gave me three. It's a trilogy. I understand why a lot of people listen to the show. It's because I'm giving you some like my best ideas on stocks and some of my best ideas on investing. And I'm giving you 25 years of doing this. And I've learned how to do insurance. I've learned how to do financial planning. I've learned how to do not perfect at any of those. But I've learned how the financial community, you need to kind of meld it together. But still, the best piece of advice I ever got was that third trilogy on books. And it was because I was willing to ask someone. Um, Robertson Davies, Canadian author, he's long past, but he wrote books that were incredibly slow, but also incredibly smart. So he'd have like a main character in the first book of the trilogy and that main character, his best friend's wife's sister is the main character in the second book. And then a kid that he had out of wedlock is the main character in the third. And they all kind of intersect. And it's like, that was well done. Like when it's all said and done, you're like, they pulled that one off beautifully. My point being is it's great to get advice from other people if you're willing to do that. And I'm willing to do it. And it's great to get criticism from other people. And I'm willing to do that. Um, I will totally knock someone for going after bad ideas. I've recently heard someone essentially cry during a business meeting because the market's, you know, not behaving correctly. 
they were totally upset that the market was down from all time highs. I'm like, I couldn't say it because it was a business meeting. But I'm like, are you insane? Do you think you deserve to be at all-time highs 52 weeks of the year, 365 days, seven days a week uh, for your whole entire investment life? And then after that, screw everyone else. You could do whatever you want. It wasn't longer that we were all-time highs. Um, that's a good thing and a bad thing, right? I like off markets, but I don't think I'm entitled to all-time high markets. We'll get there. And I don't know if it'll be in the short term or the long term. I don't want anyone to feel crazy pain. So if it's killing you, don't do it. Um, ExxonMobil, one of the largest oil producers in the United States, is rallying today. That's not my... I, it's tough for me to advise on that. Do I like the stock? Yeah. Do I like the idea of buying an oil company in, a, a, in the face of a world recession? No. How do you make money? You tend to do things that you don't necessarily like. White House is holding meetings today with various businesses on the CARES Act. I hate the name the CARES Act. CFP Chad Burton's got a great write-up on the CARES Act. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. But companies like Visa, MasterCard, Goldman Sachs, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan, they all have to be the facilitators, the financial middlemen, so to speak, from the government to you and me to either get us loans or get us cash or kind of like to help the financial system. More updates on COVID-19. Owens Corning is in the news. Very cyclical stock. Um, a lot of building products. If you ever drive by a construction site or you know someone who swings a hammer for a living. Um, price targets are coming down anywhere between 15 and 30%. Targets on sales, targets on earnings, targets on price of the stock. Um, Mohawk. Masco, a lot of home products. That, like, I was, I was looking at some surveys on um, construction workers. A lot of construction workers are staying home. State governments are saying, hey, if you're building a house for that rich fat cat, forget about it. But if you're building a house for low-income housing, you could still come to work. But a lot of people still aren't coming to work. So every industry that you could think of is getting hit by COVID. And we've never had anything like this before ever on the scope or this magnitude of the number of businesses getting hit. So there's going to be some stock winners out there. There's going to be some losers. There's going to be some real changes to the way we approach restaurants for the rest of our lives. Redfin has disclosed 41% of its agents will leave the company. So Redfin is in the business of selling homes and selling information about homes, right? They're getting hit. Earlier in the show, I talked about how some court cases are moving to YouTube. That's all well and said for you and me, but do we need five bailiffs? Um, do we need five you know, people scanning people for guns if we're doing it on YouTube? No. So the amount of disruption is, we can't even fathom it yet. <coughs> How about movie theaters that put seats six feet apart? Have you seen the restaurants that are like putting tape on chairs to make you like say, this is six feet? <laughs> Going to be some changes, and I'm good with that. I like the way the market's reacting right now. The swings still seem big, but they are nothing like they were two weeks ago. We're trying to put together sideways action, in my opinion, maybe slightly up, maybe slightly down. Yesterday was one of the biggest days ever. We've had one of the worst days ever in the last 30 days. So don't get too caught up. 
Don't get too hog wild with excitement or hog wild with fear. You got the markets giving up half their gains from the start of the day. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com.